don't you stand up with us today? Who's excited to be here? Amen, yeah. Let's get those hands going this morning.
time to the Christmas season. You know, we always say, Jesus is the reason for the season. But sometimes I have such a hard time um, smushing it together. You know, like we have all of this Christmas everything and um, it's really hard sometimes to put Christ back into Christmas and um, in the midst of craziness like whatever you're facing if you're facing craziness at work you know you have a few more days until you're um, you're done and you have a couple days off or if you know you're a student you have finals and you're super stressed out and you just you know you're just trying to make it through like that's the mindset we have sometimes just make it through it just get through this and, um, sometimes we miss the beauty of what God's doing in the midst of the craziness. So today I invite you as we worship, just to take a minute, just to relax in the presence of God. Just allow that, that crazy mindset, that crazy mentality, the stuff that's really, you know, pressing on you that you have to get done. Just let it go, just for a minute, just to, just to worship God this, today and let him give you that peace, that peace that he came here to bring to all of us. Let that peace fill your heart, fill your mind today, and let it carry you through the rest of this Christmas season.
hearts will cry, His bones will sing.
good father today. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am.
frustration, all of the stress, God, I choose to step above that to where you are today. I set my sights on you. I focus on you today. There is no one like you. You are perfect, God. You are a perfect father. There is no one that compares to you. God, we love you. We honor you in this time. We honor you in this season. Above everything else, God, we recognize that that stuff is just stuff. We exalt you, we place you higher than all of it. And we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor for this Christmas season. Because of this Christmas season, you are the reason, God, that we celebrate. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Can you give him some praise amen, today, church? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You are the reason we celebrate Jesus. Amen. Good morning, you guys can be seated. Welcome to Hill City Church. Hope everyone's well. Tell the person next to you Merry Christmas. A week early. Or Happy Advent, the lead up to Christmas. Hope everyone's well. Who likes a white Christmas here? Yeah? There's like four people. That's like, we're in Colorado. Come on. So everyone's happy that there's not a white Christmas. Wow, look at this. I know everybody's going to pay attention to me right now, right? Cool. Well, we're gonna do. We're gonna move right into this uh, epic presentation by our children. Um, so, uh, a few quick announcements. Keep playing for me, too. Yeah, there we go. Um, say "grow track" for me, real quick. All eyes on me. I'm the big deal here. No, I'm not. I get it. Um, so, uh, real quick, uh, "grow track" is kicking off in January. I'm gonna stand up on this chair. <laughs> So Grow Track is kicking off in January. Uh, Grow Track is our membership class for those that, uh, who call this their church home. We're excited uh, to help serve with us and partner with us. Um, it's about a four to five week course that we do. And if you're interested and, and if you have any questions, there's a Grow Track table. You probably saw it right when you walked in. Uh, please go ahead and sign up. 
and uh, we'll kick that off in January. All right. You guys look amazing. Everyone excited? Everyone excited? Cool. Let's go ahead and do, uh, are we ready to do offering real quick? Can we slam that out real quick, guys? We're going to go ahead and uh, pray for the offering. You guys, can we pray for our offering? Giving money to God, giving our first fruits. Amen. Good. All right. Good. Well, I'm going to go ahead. The guys are going to come forward. We're going to uh, start handing out the, uh, the bags. And I want you guys to come forward right now. Cool. I can do that real quick. And uh, so Christmas Eve, uh, next week, we're going to be doing a Christmas Eve service. We're not doing Christmas Day because that's on Monday. Is that right? All right. So we're doing a Christmas Eve service on Sunday night, Christmas Eve. So don't come here at 10.30 in the morning next week because we're doing it Christmas Eve. So it'll be at 5.30 right here. We're going to be doing uh, about an hour-long service. We're going to do a simple setup, and we're just going to be, um, we're gonna be uh, you know, just celebrating the birth of Christ, uh, what happened over 2,000 years ago. Um, so uh, John will be preaching. We'll do it a mini-message. And then the week thereafter, New Year's, we're going to take a Sunday off. <laughs> Everyone okay? No, I'm just kidding. So uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to be uh, meeting on Sunday, or we're not going to be having service on New Year's Day, so you guys can stay home and be with your family. But we're still going to be doing a video service, so we're going to be pre-recording a message, and we're going to be streaming that online on our app. Um, and on our on the website and all these other channels that we have so uh, tune in uh, for our New Year's service Which is in two weeks and we'll be streaming that online for all you guys. All right. Amen. We're excited for the Christmas holiday Cool. Well with that I'm going to pray and then I'm gonna hand it over to my wife and she'll introduce what we're gonna be doing today God, thank you for this Christmas season. Uh, I just want to pray, pray a specific prayer this morning God for all those people that are working at a Target or at Amazon or, or working in those that retail business that's so busy right now, God. I pray for the people in this congregation that maybe they're just working or the postal off, the postal service, delivery, FedEx, etc. God. There's a lot of people that are working a lot of hours. And God, I pray for their perseverance. I pray for their strength through this season. I pray that they would understand that the, uh, they're, they're providing something beautiful for our culture this year, God. That they're, they're able to provide a cheer, a moment that delivers gifts to families so that they can enjoy the holidays, God. And I pray for our people, that everyone in this church, everyone who's online, who's in that, God. I pray just a blessing over them as they're in this intense season, God. So we love you. We thank you for this morning, God. We thank you for your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Merry Christmas from the most beautiful people in our church. We're not ready for the preschoolers yet. They're coming in the next song. So this first song these kids have been working on for the last several weeks. This is going to be fun. They all know they're supposed to smile really big. Ah. But your kids know what Christmas is about. We've been talking about Jesus being the very best gift. And they know. So talk about it at home. They can tell you the story. Today, everyone's gonna be receiving a little nativity wheel and it actually tells the Christmas story. So do that together. Make time before Christmas and on Christmas just to really celebrate this best gift ever, right guys? Are you ready to smile, to shine? Here we go.
shepherds came to see the baby stood by his mother's side here lay the savior inside a manger oh what a glorious night
She wants to be in front of mommy. Christmas we wish
right, give these guys a hand. Come on, they should get a standing ovation, guys. Give them a hand. Let them know, let them know they're appreciated. Woo, look at that. Fist pumping, yeah. I love it. I just wanna thank the children's team and Megan. If we can give the children's team and Megan a hand as well. You know this isn't easy. I can't even get my kids to eat breakfast. So to get them singing together is very difficult. So just thank you so much, guys. You guys can be seated. You guys. Good job. Good job. Good job today. Good job. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Man, I hope that you guys always celebrate your children, right? Celebrate your children. Let them know that wherever you are, you, they, they have a fan in, 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 in whatever they're doing, that you're their biggest fan. And I, and I know that wasn't always true for all of us growing up. You know, we, we come from different homes, different things. I was thinking about Christmas. Oh, thank you, Paul. I was thinking, who grew up in a house with, like, big-time Christmas? Like, they went all out, like, bought too many gifts. Yeah, yeah, they're forcing to raise your hands back there. <laughs> Tell them how good I was. I was awesome. Tell them. Tell them how good I was. I, I grew up in Korean Christmas. Uh, like, it's Korean Christmas, uh, and my parents were, like, really, like, we were broke, you know. We grew up in a poor Christmas. So we didn't, we didn't celebrate Christmas much. So uh, when uh, Candace and I got married, she's like, oh, no, we're going to throw a big Christmas. So every year we'd be decorating. I was like, I ne never decorated a tree, Candace. And she did. All right, put. And, 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 and we, I, like, I, don't, I don't call them ugly trees, but I like the tree with junk all over them, like with popcorn and stuff. Like you, you made it yourself. Candace likes pretty trees that match the room. A anyone like crazy trees? D has both, all right? Anyone have, like, perfect trees up at their house? Yeah, that's right. Color coordinating and, like, only one picture, guys. Only one picture of the kids up here just of this year. But we have, uh, we always had the ugly tree. Uh, we didn't have the ugly tree, but I always desired the ugly tree. But I've been, I, so uh, she lets uh, the kids and I put the ugly stuff behind the tree. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I thought I, thought I, I thought I had any say, but I don't, Josh. Not at all. Yeah. So, so if you ever twist my tree, there's stuff in the back that, that is just for us and the kids. And every year, the kids, uh, all three kids and I get outvoted every year for some reason. So it's, it is not a democracy. It is not a democracy, right? And thank you for being here. And I hope you guys enjoyed uh, just the children. And, uh, and I hope that, uh, that uh, just the smiles on their face... Uh, just, uh, just the kids' smiles just make my day. And just how into it they are is, uh, is a beautiful thing because they have no, like, you know, mask to wear. They don't care. They'll pick their nose, you know, scratch their butt as they're singing a song to Jesus. It's just, it's just what they do. It's who they are. And we, we, we put on, it's so easy for us to mask it up, but that's, that, that they have no part in that. They, they are totally, when they're singing to God, they're all in. I find that just very beautiful, just the vulnerability of, of who they are. And, and so we've been going through this message series, and it's, it's called Christmas God with Us. And I was telling uh, the, uh, our, our leaders this morning, it, it's so crazy that God was, was with us. He came to be with us. And let us not forget to be with 
people during this Christmas time. Just be with people. Some people need you to be with them. Some people we are dealing with. Some, uh, I know people who are even this year, they're dealing with loss. And so when Christmas comes up, they, that's what starts to play out. And they just need someone to be with them, to hold them, to, to even reach out. I know you think it might not matter that you reached out and said, hey, I'm thinking of you during this time because I know of your loss. I know what you're going through. Maybe you lost a job or, uh, or lost a loved one. Maybe we can stand and be the church to be with people as God was with us. And so during this, uh, this series, every week, we are going through Isaiah 9-6, all right? And, 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 and I'll break it down in just a moment. But it, Isaiah 9-6, it has nothing to do with our receiving, it, but everything to do with our responding. And I believe it is in our responding that we actually do receive. When we're waiting just to consume and to receive, we don't get the depth of what God wants to do in us. There's many times, and I told you this last week, that we need to come into a place, a room like this, in, or, or be aware in our workplaces. If we're at our workplace and we're just like, I want to get something out of this, or when we're in our marriage or our relationship, I want to get something out of this, sometimes you get nothing out of it. But if you go into something saying, you know what? I'm going to make the best day for my wife. I'm going to make, I'm going to be the best coworker for those who are going through hard times today. I'm going to bring something here. I'm going to be, I'm going to bring my heart. I'm going to, I'm going to be an asset to this place. And I believe that's how we're supposed to live when we understand that God was with us and we want to be with others. And I believe that that is God's desire for us. So we can join in on what Jesus is doing. I'm going to say that again. The Christian life is to join in on what Jesus is doing. And when we do not join in on what Jesus is doing, it just becomes boring. And so when our faith is boring, it's because we have not joined in on his, what he is doing, what he is uh, actually doing such beautiful things around this city and in our, in our country. Let's join in on that. And, and if we really believe this, then let us not give half-hearted praise or half no more golf claps to Jesus. Man, let's go all out, all in. I love how David viewed God. And, uh, and David in the Psalms, in view of who God is, his, that he is infinite, that God is creator, he's loving, he's long-suffering, he's merciful, he's almighty God. He responds rightly with these Beautiful descriptive words. When was the last time you wrote descriptive words? I remember when uh, Candace and I, we were, we were dating. And it's so easy when you're pursuing someone, right, to write beautiful poems. Like, I never wrote poetry. I wrote poetry for Candace, right? And if I would read it today, it'd be lame, right? <laughs> but there was, there was a time in my life where I focused on pursuing. And when you focus on pursuing, you can. there's a lot in you that you don't know what's in you, right? You write some words, you're like, I wrote that. I wrote that. I wrote that song. I wrote that song for you. Don't share that with nobody because I'm crazy. You know, I sound nuts. Uh, but, you know, in, in your pursuing, there's some deep things in you that you didn't think was in you. And in pursuing God, I hope that like David, these descriptive words of Psalms, these prayers to an almighty God, he had his hands raised and he was all in with his actions because he, his view of God in its pursuit of God, began to be greater. And, 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 and I want to ask you us this question. How big is your God? How big is your God? I believe this is the single biggest question you may ever ask yourself. 
How big is your God? Because our, our, our life, our answer determines the way we live that out. See, and how we live our lives is the most accurate indicator of what we really believe. I'm telling you. If you really believe something, your life will represent that. You know, like your life will represent that. A.W. Tozer said it best. A low view of God is the cause of hundred lesser evils, but a person with a high view of God is relieved of 10,000 temporal problems. And when I look at my life, and maybe you, you need to just look into your life today, I look into my life and how I approach situations, it's in direct correlation of how I view God. Think about this for a moment, how I perceive God. When God is small, sin is tolerable, Right? Holiness is optional. Worship and it, worship is not our whole life, but it's just singing time and it's a, attendance, right? And faith somehow, we're so good at this. Faith somehow becomes about us instead of about God. I'm like, how did we switch that so quickly? It's because of our view of God. But when we have a big view of God, life is about God. And that is so freeing because the pressure is off. When life is about us, there is so much pressure on us, isn't it? Like, oh, I need to be together. I need to get everything right. My, I need to have the good-looking tree, not the ugly tree with the popcorn cans. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is my way. This is my way, all right? Pray for me. Pray for me. But life is so freeing when it's about God, right? Life is not about me and the weight's done. When life is about you, and, I, and it's crazy because our whole world says life's about you, how you feel, how you act, what you want. What do you want in life, you know? And, and when we put that, you ask a kid what do you want in life, they have no idea. They're going to respond what you told them because they are trying to now find approval from you. What do you want to do in life? I don't know, be a dinosaur? You know, they're kids. They're kids. And, and sometimes they, they want to respond because they want our approval as parents and as, as, as leaders and as people in their life. But when we have this, what we want to give them is not what they want to do. We want them to have a big, beautiful view of God that is freeing. I have alignment and purpose in my life. I'm able to give grace to people. And people who have a big view of God are able to give grace to people even when they don't deserve it because we understand I don't deserve it. And there's a beauty in that. That's, and when God is God, I can trust that. I can trust him. Now I want to ask, when was the last time you approached your day, your family, your job, even this church service with that right view of a beautiful, big, almighty, sovereign, creator, infinite God? More than Christian ritual or personal blessing or just checking in with God. But I'm wanting but a desire and a longing to be with him. Man, if it's been a while, I, I can tell you this. It's when we desire like that of God that there's such peace in our lives, such hope. You can't just say, God, give me more hope. God's like, pursue me. God, give me more peace. It doesn't happen like that. It's not a vending machine God where you put in some offering and put in some prayers and he provides peace. It's in this beautiful pursuit that you find a beautiful peace. It's this beautiful, even in the midst of craziness. Now understanding all that, I read Isaiah 9, 6. And it says, for unto us 
a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Last week we talked about Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God, and this week I want to speak to you about Everlasting Father. Very few words in any language evoke the kind of feelings as the word Father. Very few words. Some because we had incredible fathers, but they're no longer with us. I know I speak with Paul about him losing his father. And guess what? It still, it still brings up memories. It still brings up thoughts, especially during times like this. Some of you guys, when, when you think of your childhood or when you think of last year or you think of moments in your life, you think, man, I miss my father. I, I, pr- I do pray for you guys. I know there's many people in this room. I, I pray for you. I just, I just want you to know that. And, and, and because this father role is so, I don't know, God made it so beautiful and heavy. But, there's, but it's a tricky word sometimes. It's complicated because some of us, we grew up with incredible fathers no longer with us. And others of us, we have unfulfilled desires for the kind of father we've never had, right? I know in my life it's, a, it's an interesting word because my father is with me, but I lack uh, relationship with my father, I don't know. It's tricky. I can just say that. It's tricky. I love my father with all my heart, but we don't have the relationship that I desire for all my life. And knowing that I am here as a father now to lead my children to the everlasting father. That's my role as a father. Even though I still long for this father figure. It's interesting, right? I'm still in process, guys. Life is on buffering sometimes. I'm like, all right. Come on, like when is this going to end? When am I going to like no longer have this like feeling of needing a father? It's so funny. I was at, I was at, I was uh, I was at this event. And I was talking to this this guy. His name was Hugh, and he was just such a father figure. I was like, man, when I'm talking to you, it's like talking to a dad. It was just so weird. I'm like, I, I just wanted to talk to him like the whole time because there's at 38 years old, I am still longing for a father. For a father. It's crazy, right? I'm looking. And then it reminds me how deep this need for a father is. And I tell Paul all the time, like, dude, I got daddy issues, man. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. So for me to hear, unto us a child is born, a son is given, and this Jesus, he will be called everlasting father, that I am under his care, his protection, his provision, that he will satisfy my soul and keep my soul safe for all eternity is a beautiful sound to my ears. Listen, Isaiah's not confusing. I just don't want to confuse God the Son from God the Father in the persons of the triune God. And that stuff can be confusing. But rather, Isaiah is pointing out the character of Jesus and how he deals with us. It's very fatherly. It is. It's father-like. Jesus himself reveals the Father. John 10, 30 30 and 38 says, I and the Father are one. The Father is in me, and I am with the Father. John 14, 9 to 10 says, Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do not believe, do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? And now for those, and I want to speak to those who are struggling with Father. This is what Jesus is saying to you today, and I want you to hear my voice like Christ is speaking to you today. 
Jesus is the father you need. I think some of us need to hear this. Jesus is the father we need. Some of us, like me, we desire fatherly connection because it gives us identity, consistency. We know it's always there. Advice, right? Where do you turn for advice? That's what I, I ask Paul. Like, uh, Paul, he, his, his father is no longer with him. And my father, I don't have this relationship with my father, even though I long to seek it. So I'm like, where do I go for advice? You know, Google it, John. <laughs> no, don't Google it. You'll get the worst. You'll get some bad advice, right? But I, I desire this encouragement, this advice. And I want to tell you loudly, Jesus is your everlasting father and my everlasting father. Psalms 68.5 says, A father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows, is God in his holy dwelling. You can trust him. He loves you. He came to show you that you are his. That's what it means for God with us. And yes, he'll discipline you if you think he won't discipline you. He's not just your babysitter who sends you to your room, right? Not, he, he will discipline us not to harm us nor to hurt us, but to heal us and to make us. We have a father that loves us forever. And this, is the one, this has been one of the most life-giving statements people have spoken to me. There was, there was times in my life that I, was in, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And someone would speak and, and prophetically, John, I think you need to hear this. I'm like, all right. God wants to tell you that remember that I'm with you and I will be your father. And more than once in my life, someone has told me this. And guess what? It just breaks me. It broke me many times. It would take me to tears. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Maybe I'm still dealing with some things, or maybe I need some direction, or maybe I need to trust God a little more in this area of my life. And it's not easy because we have scars. It's hard to trust. Some of us had to earn our father's love, so we lack where we lack that father in our life, so we look for approval instead of knowing we are improved just by being kids. And you, I just want to say, you are approved in Christ, in his righteousness. There is nothing that you can do to earn God's love. And some of us, we work so hard, so hard, so hard to be good enough to earn God's love, and it doesn't work that way. The cross tells us, I've earned it for you. Now live. Now be free in me and, and, and do the thing that I'm doing now. To live out the life that I was living out. And so we look for approval in all areas, and instead of knowing we're approved, God continues to remind me, and I wrote this, John, you can trust me. Find your identity in me. I will be your father. You are my child, and walk with me. And the more I trust him for my identity and for my eternity, the more I am free. Accept it. Accept it, John. Your work in process, buddy. Jesus is the father that I need. And I would just want to say, Jesus is the father that you need. And as we are closing up today, maybe today can be the start of your healing. I don't know where you're at. The reason why many of us need to connect with God is because we unconsciously think God is our earthly father. That's why sometimes it's so hard for us to connect with God. There's this barrier, right, to connect with God. And, and, and we unconsciously think that God is our earthly father who may have been unreasonable, 
So they, we think that God is unreasonable, who may be unreliable, so we might think God is unreliable. We've placed our mixed hurts and emotions on God, which makes it so hard to connect with Him. So today, we, I, I ask you, let go of your misconceptions so we can embrace the truth of what Jesus is really like. And this truth will set you free. Let's stand today. Let's stand today. Because misconceptions can keep you disconnected. Isn't that true? You've got an argument with someone and you guys were both wrong. And it kept you disconnected. And if we would have just talked and worked on it, it you wouldn't understood. And in that same way, that truth will set us free. And I want to say this, when you really know Jesus, when you really understand Jesus, you're going to love him. Gonna is not even a word, it's, but you can find it in Google, right? Look there. But if, when you really understand and seek Jesus and know the just Jesus in this word, you're going to love him. You will. He is so good. He is, he is so longing to be with his children and he is for you. He has a, he has a purpose for your life. He, he has a purpose for even the hardships that we go through. He can even redeem that if we let him. And instead of holding on to these things and say, I can't let go, let it go. Man, let it go. I almost sang the song, but I'm not going to, right? But let it, let it be. Release it today. With our heads bowed, I just want to speak over us. This Christmas season, I want you to know you can trust him. None of our parents are perfect. We know this. We're not perfect. I'm going to make some mistakes with my kids, and I hope they give me the grace too. And I can lead them and point them to Jesus. But we have a perfect father forever. And today, let God speak to your heart, even in the still quiet, as the music plays, maybe it starts with confession or just like, God, I need you. It starts with submission of that we can't do it, God. Some of us, we need to ask for forgiveness or we need to move in forgiveness for those who have hurt us. Maybe this week you need to make a phone call and restore Maybe you need to be the one to break the silence. We are called to reconciliation. Others of us, we need to thank our parents for being awesome, right? For those who stood with us and led us to Jesus and made us who we are today. So in this moment, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, just we, we, we honor you, God that you would send your son to be with us, to show us how you fatherly love us, God, that you are for us even when our earthly father is missing or it, the, 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 the relationship is strained, you still, God, want us to reconcile and point us right back to you, that you are for us and you, are, you love our soul and you love our lives today, God. I want them to meet the Jesus of the Bible because they will when they meet the Jesus of the Bible, Lord God, it's so different, so incredible, God. I pray that happens today. I hope that it happens today. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's sing one last song today. Let your worship free you. You gotta just speak it up. It's who I am. It's who I am.
Thank you, Lord God. As we leave today, I just pray, Lord, that let us grasp that as you take a hold of us, God. Let us take a hold of you. We love you. We thank you. And I pray this week, let us choose to be with people as you are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Don't forget that we have Christmas pictures right outside. Take pictures with your family. It's and God bless you. We love you guys.